Hi, Latinos and Clinical Researcher. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, we are having uh, a webinar with all the co-founders um, and it's on a really good topic. So we wanted to bring this to you. Um, so first things first, thank you for being here and taking the time to watch this webinar and please like and share and subscribe. Um, so we felt that it was really important that we discuss a pretty major topic that has been brought up and actually by two of our um, ambassadors, Christine and Cassandra. So thank you so much, girls. Um, we wanted to bring up a topic as far as how, why is it important as a clinical research professional, whether you're fresh in the industry, trying to get in the industry or currently in the industry, why it's important for you to get involved with organizations uh, and not maybe just specific, you know, ethnicities, but, you know, for good cause for all sorts of great things, right? So this brings up a really good important topic that uh, Judy, one, our, one of our co-founders had brought up. So Judy, if you want to take it away from here. Yeah, so recently on a social media platform, I did see a comment that somebody had posted as to, and they were questioning, and it was more, I don't know if I would say it was a nice comment, but they were pretty much questioning why the various ethnic groups are popping up in clinical research, and what was the purpose, and are they really needed? Um, so I thought that was a pretty interesting comment, um, because I guess there's a lot we can speak on <laughs> as to why they're needed. Yeah, for sure. Most definitely. I mean, uh, I would like to just mention uh, one of the reasons for me personally, why I think it's super important is because ever since we started Latinos in Clinical Research, um, you know, and that's how we're co-founders, we've been involved and introduced with so many new people from all over the world, not just here in the U.S. And it's brought up other opportunities, other, you know, knowledge of, of research that we weren't necessarily aware of here in the U.S., right, as opposed to how they handle research maybe in South America. And, and you know, it's, again, it's just like you're learning, and it's also good to be aware of opportunities, other people and what they're doing and how it is that, you know, two organizations or, you know, two like-minded individuals or five like-minded individuals can come together and really make a difference. Right. And I think that that's one of the, one of the good biggest points for sure. I don't know, Monica or Dan, uh, Chris, if y'all had any other thoughts. Well, I have a lot of thoughts about it. But I will let I will let Dan just start. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I have a lot of thoughts too. I mean, for us, it makes sense because whatever you you, you can do to make to cause less friction for anybody to get into research, the better. So, if that means having a Latinos in a research group, having a Black women in, I'm all for that. Uh, so. I don't see it as a negative at all. I know some people might. Um, do I think it's necessary? Yeah. If it helps people feel more comfortable about having these conversations, uh, people network. A, a big part of this industry is people networking and referring one another to jobs. So if that's easier amongst smaller groups, groups you feel more comfortable with, then I see that as a positive thing. Uh, and this is coming from a Caucasian male. So that's my, that's my take on it. So did you want to go, Monica? 
No, I went. I, I, I'm going to go at the end. <laughs> okay, so I, I may be totally out of step here with what's being said because I've been uh, disturbed by my grandchildren through this whole thing. So I'm not following the conversation too well. But um, I would say, um, as Dan's saying, networking is, is crucial. But also, um, it's really kind of a, a forced pattern. And what I mean by that is, um, right now, there's huge disparities in patient participation and research. Um, and how do we, how do we as a community conquer that? Well, we have to have more involvement at, at levels that are identifiable by those patient populations that need to be more involved in the community. Right? So yeah. if, if it's all Caucasians and Hispanics, Asians, uh, black people, that's all they see they may be less inclined to participate, right? And the drugs yeah. at this point are, are, are designed essentially on the Caucasian chemistry, right? The biology of, of the Caucasian. So it doesn't work as well for these other communities. And, and as a Caucasian, um, I, you know, I, I feel not white guilt, but uh, a problem with the fact that that there's there are these disparities right yeah. that that the drugs aren't as effective for these other patient populations so mm -hmm. they certainly need to be represented yes and how do we do yeah. that we have more involvement at, at all different levels in in research mm -hmm. yeah. exactly yeah so uh, from my point of view obviously following all that you guys have been saying is, is that those are the most obvious reasons. And, and additionally, uh, making sure these, these organizations can give the support enough also to these communities to, to, be, to feel that they are represented somehow. Uh, and, 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 and it will give that strength to, to be part of it. There are many professionals out there that uh, are thinking, I, I would love to be part of this, but... Uh, but they are still thinking about it. What if I don't get uh, hired? What if because my accent or my English that is not it doesn't sound the same as uh, as the American English or the native English uh, is not is not gonna be taken. Uh, I mean included, and yes. that's that's talking about uh, the workforce, right? Yes. And then when we talk about the uh, uh, the community participating in clinical trials, obviously this organization is super important because then they have a place to go to ask questions and to to answer this to, to get the, the answer of these questions from somebody that understands their needs, from somebody that looks like them, and and also we are showing our uh, younger uh, populations that how, what is the face of somebody working in clinical trials? It's, exactly. not, it's not just one, it's not just one, uh, it's not black and white, it's just many colors. So these organizations are very important because it gives the support in all the areas needed for the industry to grow in all the areas needed for the uh, medications and the research to advance properly, to be represented, and to get drugs that work for everybody. Probably right now in your family, there is nobody that has, uh, um, I mean, Latino uh, heritage, but who knows, maybe in the future, uh, your grandchildren 
or your uh, daughter-in-law, your brother-in-law, who knows? You're gonna have somebody in your family that is part of our community or any community or any minority that is not represented. And, and if it wasn't because of these organizations, uh, then there will be no uh, like really um, a focal point for every, for all the for bigger organizations to to um, to see uh, our needs. And also we help, uh, we can we can be uh, like a roadmap for them to, to guide them uh, to this uh, minority groups and make, and make really happen things because we hear organizations working every day and talking about diversity, but everything becomes only words. Yes. We don't see actions and that's what we need, actions, true actions, and that's what we're doing. We're making words uh, we're, we're transforming those works into actually actions. So mm-hmm. I'd like to put the three ladies on the spot real quick. So uh, and I wanted in, to add something too. We're all in, <laughs> we're all in research. <laughs> we're all in research. But have you three participated in a clinical trial as a patient? I have. Any of you? Mm-hmm. No, I have not. No, but I've signed up and I just didn't get in. <laughs> I didn't yeah. qualify. But yeah, so I haven't <laughs> yet. But you have, Monica. Yes, in two. In two, okay. Yeah, I have not. Yeah, thank you. Shame on you. Shame on you. I I have participated in two, and on top of that, I have spread the word everywhere. I actually, all my my friends around me, I I I will say that at least out of 10, at least five are now in research. (laughs) Now is that as patients or uh, working in the industry? Some of them started as patients and uh, then got interested. I spread the word everywhere because I think (laughs) they have because I think this is a great industry to be to be in, and and additionally, if you want to put a little bit of uh, uh, contribution to a uh, breakthrough or to the, the society, this is a this is a way to do it. I mean, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I do want to say something to that, Monica, because uh, you know, recently you all know my brother got COVID a few like a month, two months ago. And it was actually through LICR and us interviewing Dr. Hassan and not prior to knowing that she was doing COVID trials. I was already very interested in her because of being having this platform and being able to see her passion through the videos, see her knowledge. And Do you mean Dr. Hassan? Sorry. Hassan. Yeah, sorry. I see Hassan. Yeah, <laughs> Hassan, okay. yes. Um, sorry if you're listening, Dr. Hassan. <laughs> um <laughs> And, you know, it was through that opportunity that I got to actually feel comfortable with her before even considering any type of care or anything like that. And so when he got COVID immediately, I said, oh, well, okay, Dan, uh, Dan had gone through this. Uh, I know Monica was on her, um, that other, the other trial was a preventative. They they said really great things about it. I trust both of them. And I've spoken with her and I feel confident with her and everything that she's doing. Uh, let me go ahead and reach out. There was no second guessing or anything like that because I had this platform, these resources to hear these stories, feel comfortable. And that's the whole point of what LICR is trying to do. We're trying to bring content um, and people connect people. And so, you know, even if you're just, you feel like you're a regular in day out researcher, you're still important to the industry, whether it's being, uh, you know, 
being a source for somebody else, you know, linking them to this organization or linking them to somebody that they could actually be to get, to get help from. However, it is the point being is that it's a, we all play crucial roles. And um, I also feel that having organizations like LICR um, is important because now just coming back to the whole part of the industry where we don't have enough uh, Latinos in all ethnicities, right? In, in the research industry, we're giving a place for these sponsors and CROs. We're kind of putting a situation in which it's like, hey, if you need, if you say you need more of, you know, more diversity in your organization, you have a place to come to. You can collaborate with us. You can work with us to have access to our members so that you can get diverse clinical researchers and make sure that you are being inclusive in your organization. I don't think before that was necessarily the, the full case, but now with, you know, Latinos in clinical research, Black women in clinical research, and all these other uh, ethnicity organizations that are popping up, it's great because it's now giving no reason for why these organizations are not making this, the, the steps to make sure that there's diversity and inclusiveness within the organization. Like there should have been from the get-go. Right. Oh. So I just want to say that. <laughs> so did your brother participate in Hazen's study? Uh yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. And did it did it benefit him? Yes. Yeah. It did. Okay. Yeah, so, and, like, and, so like and careless, so vicariously you've participated in research. You forced your yes, brother into yes. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Good. Um, so I actually wanted to add, because everything you guys mentioned hundred percent agree. Uh, I think on a personal level, I actually wanted to add. So I've been in research for 17 years, but when I started in research, I didn't feel other than the staff that I worked with at the research center that I was connected with anybody else in research. Um, and then years later, joined, you know, the other organizations that exist in clinical research. And I still felt like, yeah, I was part of this organization, but I didn't really know a lot of people in research. Um, so you're part of this group, but I mean, when do you really connect with each other unless you see each other at investigator meetings or even investigators? Investigator meetings, people don't really always talk to each other. Um, and so I think the past several years, I've been more connected with people in the research industry. I've met a lot more people. I've done a lot more things. But even that, it took a long time for me to get there. Honestly, I mean, what, it's barely like the past three or four years, maybe I've been doing more of that. Um, so it took a lot. Um, and even being part of some of those organizations, I still feel like they're missing stuff, you know, like I think they need to do more to connect people within the industry and clinical research. And like sites should talk to each other, research coordinators should talk to each other, researchers, you know, like we can help each other out that way. And I still feel there's a big disconnect. Um, and that's a huge reason of Latinos in clinical research was I wanted to be part of because we need to change that. And and then overall, that's going to make a trickle trickle effect to increase everything, diversity and research, you know, maybe recruit better if we connect with all these other offices and clinical researchers. I just don't see why it's been so difficult. And even to this point, as a right as a research site working on studies, and you see, you always get those new letters. You know, you have always see all these doctors that are, you know, high performing doctors. I will reach out to sponsors, and I'll be like, can you find out what they're doing to recruit all these patients? Like, are they doing something we're doing differently? I would like to know. Please share that. I'm, most of the time, I don't get a response back. Like, you know, it's like they keep us separate, separated when we should be sharing like best practices, right? Like what's working for these sites on the studies? Could we do it? And it's just like, we need to change that. 
And that's, that's, I think, one of the huge things being part of organizations. I think if you are connected, you can make a change in that and it'll affect, you know, where your work, what you do in your, um, and possibly, you know, same like recruitment, increased recruitment. Yeah, I agree. Shameless plug, join DSCS site <laughs> network and you'll be plugged in by default. But I want to add, um, it's true. You know, this industry is so secretive. I remember when I got started in 2005, like uh, any information I would get would come from like my monitor. Oh, I had one monitor. She, I got like, she was like my LICR, my clinical trial guru. She was my podcast, my book. She was everything. But, and that's the industry is so secretive. People don't even help or share how they get in necessarily with other people or how they start a site. Maybe the site thing's understandable, but how, how you start a career in research. So anything that fosters networking and collaboration, I think is a net positive for the industry. Look, we don't need to be secretive about information. There, there's a shortage of investigators, shortage of patients, definitely a shortage of workers in the space. So I think this is net positive a very good thing for the industry, uh, which is why we started in the first place. And remember, the lowest common denominator, which is in this case, the denominator of greatest importance is the patients. At the end of the day, we need more patients from all ethnicities, backgrounds to join clinical research studies. And I'll give you a shameless plug too. So I think you're incorrect. Well, correct for the time period, but now, I think that's not so much uh, the case any longer, you know, with YouTube cha channels such as yours and what we're doing here. And just there's lots of information now in terms of the research industry. Um, I don't think it's as secretive as it once was by any means. No, but it still could be overwhelming. No, no, I kind people. of agree with Dan, though. There is some areas where it's still secretive, like even with recruitment. That's what I'm talking about, recruitment to this day when I want to sure. get simple yeah. answers. Yeah. So, yeah, in some areas, like there's a few things here and there that's kind of like, why is it so difficult to get the answer, but, right? <laughs> but even in those cases, I think that's more dependent upon the organization. What I mean by that yeah. is, I'm sure, Judy, you've had sponsors come to you and say, hey, how, how are you succeeding with recruitment? You're doing well these other sites are not, we may want to share what you're doing with these other sites. I'm sure you've mm -hmm. had that happen. Yeah. I have. And I don't um, mind sharing. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. But I'm saying it's just dependent upon the certain companies or right. organizations are a little more secretive for whatever reason. I just think that trend is dying out. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But it's probably dying out because of all these organizations. Certainly. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't, I mean, like, for example, I, we have met, our network of sites and sharing studies and leads has grown so much since, uh, since the COVID started. <laughs> and <laughs> it's because of all this communication. And we were kind of forced uh, to go around, uh, I mean, uh, outside the regular path that everybody used to take. Just to, and, and, and when you go outside the box is when magic happens. So that's exactly what happens with um, with COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I have seen some change, so that's good, right? And it'll continue to change. So, so that's why that's why these groups are good, all right? So guys, stop asking on these Facebook groups. These Just questions. Join. No, no, I get it. You can ask. And by the way, all ethnicities welcome. 
all backgrounds welcome. Which, you know, I wanted to add to that. I do understand too, though, for people who work at a site, maybe located in a larger city, maybe they don't have recruitment issues, they're connected to, you know, where, however they're connected. So they don't understand outside of that, there, there's these all these other sites and other communities that probably have different experiences, especially with recruiting. And so I do understand the other side of that comment and why people think that too. But that's why... Like, like uh, Chris said, there, now there's all these resources, there's videos, people, you know, will start to see this and hear more of this and understand that, you know, outside of their facility, it's a lot different sometimes than what they're used to. I, I would like to add something to what you just say, but sometimes people don't understand the other side of the uh, coin. Sure. Because, for example, let's say that person that made that comment that was uh, questioning probably have never had a, a come across or don't have a family member that had a problem with that, uh, with that treatment that didn't work mm -hmm. because uh, that treatment was tested mostly in the chemistry or certain community, right? Yeah. Or or have never or have never heard somebody in, in their family having uh, second thoughts about joining an industry because they think they are not good enough or they are not enough uh, to be part of that industry or because they don't understand or because they don't have somebody to answer their questions and 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 the beauty of diversity I mean uh, the beauty of having these groups too is that. Uh, a lot of good ideas come out, uh, out of this uh, out of these groups, and a lot of great um, improved products. A lot of great uh, best research because when the when the team is diverse, and diversity doesn't mean only uh, ethnicity. It means everything. It means gender. It means age. It means I mean a, a lot of whole of things. When 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 a team is diverse the the product or the service or the research is much better because it has totally different point of views from a diverse group. Mm -hmm. so that was yeah, point. I agree. <laughs> I definitely agree. And it's I guess it's important to end with, look, we're at the end of the day, like I said, we're trying to get more patients in, a better representation. I know there's a lot going on in society right now with with divisiveness and just because we talk about diversity, it doesn't mean that it's divisive. So I think it's important to separate those two things. Yeah, uh, that's great. A great point, Dan. I completely mm -hmm. agree. I thank you, Chris. That's uh, I, I appreciate it. I can't wait till you start a YouTube channel also, Chris. Oh, Everybody's you're been funny. waiting. Everybody's <laughs> been waiting. You're very funny. So anyways, guys, all ethnicities welcome. Subscribe to our blog, latinosinclinicalresearch.com. A lot of our members, I would say 25% are non-Latino. They're whites, we have black, Asian, we have all ethnicities in there. Mm -hmm. uh, so just subscribe, join. It helps to learn about these issues in the industry. This is a real issue. FDA has said, here's another thing we didn't mention. FDA has said to sponsors, we will not approve your drug unless we have proper representation that is equal to the reality of, of, of the patient population who will take this drug. So you get things like sickle cell, you have things like Alzheimer's, you have things like lupus Diabetes. that are traditionally like African-American, Hispanic. And then in the studies, you've got like 80% Caucasian. FDA has said, so it doesn't even matter what we say or what some lady on Facebook comments, 
The mm-hmm. FDA has already decided. So case closed. That's uh, th- this is why we're doing this. Thank you guys. I guess we'll end <laughs> it on that. I appreciate it. Subscribe, latinosinclinicalresearch.com, and we'll catch you all later. Bye-bye.